Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. That's right. President Trump misspelled the word country in a tweet this morning, which wouldn't be the first time that President Trump messed up a country. From 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, please enjoy this podcast edition of Late Night with Seth Meyers. On today's show, Seth talks to Penn Gillette. Plus, Penn takes a few more questions backstage just for this podcast. But first, a closer look. The president's lawyer went on TV and basically admitted that his campaign might have colluded with Russia. For more on this, it's time for a closer look. Every day, it gets harder to defend Trump's actions in the Russia investigation, which is why Trump cycles through more lawyers than a Law & Order marathon. <laughs> oh, hey, that guy was a jogger three episodes ago. <laughs> in fact, this week, Trump's nominee for Attorney General, William Barr, was grilled by senators in his confirmation hearing about the fact that Trump originally wanted Barr to be his private criminal defense attorney, which would be an obvious conflict of interest. But Barr said he met with Trump once and then never heard back from him. It was a very brief meeting where, uh, essentially, uh, the president wanted to know, you know, he said, oh, you know Bob Mueller. How well do you know Bob Mueller? And I told him how well I knew Bob Mueller. And he was interested in that, wanted to know, you know, what I thought about, you know, Mueller's integrity and so forth and so on. And I said, Bob is a, is a straight shooter and should be dealt with as such. So he asked me for my phone number. I gave it to him, and I never heard from him again. Well... It's obvious why. I mean, we've all seen Trump's tweets. I mean, what are the odds he wrote down a phone number correctly? Yeah, dial this, 21355K, crying emoji, eight. What do you mean it's not ringing? So Barr didn't want to be Trump's lawyer. No respectable lawyer does. That's why Trump is stuck with outer borough ambulance chasers like Rudy Giuliani, although... Rudy doesn't really look like he chases ambulances. They probably just follow him when he goes out for a walk. <laughs> but apparently... But apparently, even Rudy is having a hard time with the job, especially as special counsel Robert Mueller prepares to issue his final report. Vanity Fair reported yesterday that Rudy fears that the report will be horrific for Trump and that the mounting pressure has also strained Giuliani's relationship with Trump. 
Rudy hates the job. Trump is very hard to deal with. Oh, are you just finding that out now? Come on, Rudy. You went into this job with your eyes wide open, and I do mean wide open. You look like you just saw a pretty lady in an old cartoon. We spent a lot of time on that today. <laughs> and it really does seem like the pressure of the job is getting to Rudy because last night he went on CNN and blurted out another one of his trademark accidental confessions. Rudy was interviewed by CNN's Chris Cuomo, and the way these two yelled at each other was like watching two guys play cards in the back of a butcher shop. They hated Trump. Hate it's your word, but clearly no, no, they didn't no. When, like when you say that a the man inspector is a, general, when two you of say them that a said man, it didn't affect their work. I wouldn't want to be investigated fair? by anybody, uh, and it was the right move to remove them. No, they didn't. They were finished. They wanted yes, to. They, did. they don't pay any attention. to I the was platform. raised by a guy who would have corrected the punctuation well, Chris, protocols. Let, I'm saying that that was let me explain. Who was at the head of the AG at the time? His campaign probe, Chris. Let's be truthful. Let's be truthful, Donald. Come on now. Always, mom. The only thing missing with that conversation was a few salami rolls hanging on strings. <laughs> that interview should have had a voiceover from Ray Liotta. Well, you was the as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And that, that was all, that was like, that was like not even a minute into it. Rudy starts every interview like he's an hour five of a police interrogation. I want to welcome our next guest, Rudy Giuliani. You got me! I'll tell you everything you want to know! <laughs> and then Cuomo asked Rudy about the latest bombshell in the Russia investigation. Trump's campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, shared political polling data with a business associate tied to Russian intelligence. And that's when Rudy made a stunning claim. He never said the campaign didn't collude with Russia. Just that Trump himself didn't collude with Russia. Now you have Paul Manafort giving poll data I, I that winds said, up leading to this coincidence. Well, you just misstated my position. I never said there was no collusion between the campaign or between people in the campaign. Yes, I you have, have no idea if I have not. I said the you, president of the United States. He said he didn't. He didn't say nobody. How would you know that nobody in your campaign... He actually did say that, Rudy. He said well, I nobody, said and that. then he said as far as I know. he said that, he said it in a... Well, as far as he knows, that's true. Look at him. <laughs> Even he... Looks surprised by what he just said. <laughs> Either that, or he's got a binder clip behind his head pulling back all of his skin. <laughs> he looks like a grandpa at a theme park who didn't realize how fast the roller coaster was. <laughs> also, 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 yes, you did say there was no collusion, and you didn't say it once or twice, you said it a bunch of times. Russian collusion. Here's what they found. Zero, nada, nothing. If anything, it's proof there was no collusion. Nobody talked about Russians. Nobody knew about Russians. There was no collusion with the Russians. No collusion with the Russians. There was no collusion. There was no Russian collusion. No Russian collusion. Case over. Was there collusion? Come on. Nobody believes anymore there was collusion. Think about how much their argument has changed. It went from there were no contacts with Russians to there was no collusion with Russians to we tried to collude but nothing came of it to collusion is not a crime to there was collusion but it didn't involve Trump. If this keeps going, Rudy is going to be telling Trump, it's not jail, it's a gated community. <laughs> now, no, we don't. We don't know. 
We don't know exactly what Trump's level of involvement was in collusion, but we do know that as a politician and president, Trump has always admired Russian President Vladimir Putin and sought to emulate him. And even before he ran for president, he was desperate to be Putin's friend. Do you have a relationship with Vladimir Putin, a conversational relationship? I do have a relationship. I spoke indirectly and directly with President Putin, who could not have been nicer. I was in Moscow a couple of months ago. I owned the Miss Universe pageant. And they treated me so great. Putin even sent me a present, beautiful present with a beautiful note. It was a beautiful note, handwritten, and it was delivered by a raven in the middle of the night. <laughs> Just tapped. His beak, you know, his beak tapped, and that woke me up. And we also know that Trump has had all kinds of business entanglements with Russians and Putin in particular, including the fact that as late as the summer of 2016, he was in talks with Putin to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. He was even going to entice Putin by giving him an apartment in the building. One of the ideas for that Trump building, according to one of his business associates, was to give the top floor, the penthouse apartment, in a 250-apartment block to Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, as a way of attracting buyers. Trump's plan was to attract buyers by telling them you get to live in the same building as Vladimir Putin. Can you imagine what it would be like to have Putin as your upstairs neighbor? Hello, would you mind turning down your music? Otherwise, I poison your dog. <laughs> okay, I see you at co-op meeting. <laughs> Trump repeatedly denied he had any sort of business relationship with Russia, but that line changed once we found out about the deal to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. Trump said, if I did do it, there would have been nothing wrong. But there would have been something wrong. It would have violated the Constitution. There's a section of the Constitution called the Emoluments Clause that specifically forbids the president from taking gifts from foreigners. And we know that because during the election, Donald Trump's supporters kept saying Hillary was breaking it. Every foreign gift, every foreign speech. It's a big charge. A senator or secretary of state, everyone, no, it's not a big charge, it's the U.S. Constitution. There's a section of the Constitution called the Emoluments Clause that says no one nor their spouse can take money from foreigners. She has to be guilty of 70 or 100 counts just on that one charge. You think Hillary's guilty because she had a foundation that gave out malaria shots to kids in Africa? Trump had a charity and he used it to buy two portraits of himself. <laughs> Although when it comes to Trump portraits, this remains my favorite. <laughs> I mean, look at that. The difference between that portrait and the actual Donald Trump is like the difference between Spider-Man in the comics and the Spider-Man in Times Square. <laughs> It's the difference between the Big Mac and the commercial and the one you actually get in your drive through bag. <laughs> and on top of that, Trump and Putin have had several private meetings with no one else in attendance. And we have no idea what they discussed in those meetings. The only people who do know are the Russians, thanks to note-taking practices they developed during the Soviet era. The Washington Post reported yesterday the United States has no detailed record of Trump's five face-to-face -face interactions with Putin over the past two years. Russia, on the other hand, almost certainly does. The interpreters working for Soviet leaders were trained to take nearly verbatim stenographic notes. Can you imagine how hard it is to take verbatim stenographic notes of Donald Trump? Even closed captioning has a hard time following what he's saying. God bless the United States. Thank you very much. That's why. That's why their argument keeps changing. They don't have an argument.
And the reality is slowly sinking in. Trump could say he didn't know he was colluding with Putin because Putin hypnotized him. And Rudy would say, As far as he knows, that's true. This has been A Closer Look. legendary magicians and Las Vegas's longest-running headliners. Please welcome back to the show, Penn and Teller, everybody! <laughs> welcome back, gentlemen! Well, nice to be back. This is very uh, exciting. 44 years you have been working continuously with one another. Yes, that's correct. Doing, in the beginning, doing shows here in New York, Broadway, Off-Broadway. What did your... When you first moved out to Vegas, what did your friends say about that? <laughs> well, you know, you don't. When you've been in New York and doing all those things, you got all your theater friends, and uh, we were going to Vegas, and we were telling people we're going to move out and, you know, start a show out in Vegas. And it's like if you were a painter and you were telling your friends, okay, I'm going to do a little change here. From now on, I'm going to paint exclusively fluorescent paints on black velvet and only Elvis and Jesus sweating and crying respectively. From now on, that's all I'll be doing. You know, people just roll their eyes. But the audiences in Vegas are exactly the same as New York. I could all, yeah. I mean, that might not have been true 40 years ago, 30 years ago, but um, by the time we got there, Vegas had changed. And sometimes it's, you know, we just did Broadway a couple years ago, and it's sometimes not the same kinds of people, but the exact same people. Yeah, well, I met both places draw, of course, people from all over the country. Yep. And uh, so they're nice places to be. What, before you made it to Broadway or even off-Broadway, what sort of venues were you playing? Well, we're, we're, we're carny trash. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> what we are. Uh, you know, when I first uh, got out of high school, I was homeless. For two, when I met Teller, I was living nowhere. You know, I was just hitchhiking. It's a good, a good hookup for you to yeah. meet somebody <laughs> like that. And hopping trains. And, you know, all the stuff Bob Dylan said he did, I actually did. <laughs> and then found out later, you just go to the University of Minnesota and then become a superstar. Right. I didn't know that was the way you did it. So we would take any gig. You know, Teller was a, um, uh, a high school Latin teacher in New Jersey, mm -hmm. which I... I've forgotten what level of Dante's hell that is, but it's toward the center. Um, and I made this deal that we wouldn't ever do any, uh, any jobs outside of show business if we're going to work together, which was easy for me because I had no job I could get. And so we just tell her making that deal. And we would take any gig that came our way, any gig, you know, just to, just to get by. And we were asked to do a show. It was in New Jersey, and it was at a detention center or prison for, um, for children... Uh, under 16 years old, who had done, as they said on the phone to us, murder or something just as bad. Wow. Uh, so this was an audience, maybe a room this size, with probably a guard for every 10 inmates, and we were going to do a magic show for them, and tell them was swallowing needles, and I was juggling knives, eating fire, and afterwards, uh, the person who booked us came to us and said, uh, that was fabulous. Can we book you to do 10 more of these? That was fabulous. And I said, well, it didn't seem like the, the show went, went that well. And he said, you're the only people we've hired who have ever finished your show. <laughs> we made it all the way through. So, um, and then they booked us. We actually took every booking they gave us. And then by the time we are going to do the next ones, we were already starting in New York and getting going. But... That's so exciting. Also exciting, you're going to be at the Rio at least until 2022, uh, which is incredible. They re-upped us. We are, you, you were a little bit wrong in your introduction. Okay. Not the longest-running headliners in Vegas, but the longest-running headliners in Vegas history. Oh, gotcha, the history part. I missed the history. And now, and now we're going longer... If we can get over one problem. What's the problem? Uh, we're, we're playing Vegas, and we have the Penn & Teller Theater, and it's at the Rio. But Teller has a gambling problem that oh. we're trying to deal with. 
And Teller has the worst gambling problem you can have in Vegas, okay. which is Teller always wins. Oh, yeah. And the casino does not want him there. So we told him we'd come on the show tonight, and we would lose in the hand of poker to you. Teller would lose. Okay. And then we would have our contract up through 2022. Great. So all you got to do, you know how to play poker, sure. right? Sure. You won celebrity poker. Yes, the, which, the lowest level. Yeah, remedial poker. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we're going to have you do a, just one hand of poker. All okay, you great. Do is win. And no, no, we're not going to use... See, this is what... We can't use these cards. Uh, do you know how to check for mark cards? Uh, no. You don't? No. It's called uh, going to the movies. Okay. And what you do is you flip the cards. If I can get this right on the camera. You flip the cards, and if anything moves around on the back... Can you see that? Anything moves around on the back... <laughs> that means the cards are marked. Gotcha. Because if they were uniform, you'd see nothing there. Right. So we're not using... He's, also, yeah, there's... A, Two aces on the bottom, ace on the top. He's ready to do bottom deals. And, okay, and gotcha. So we're going to... We want to be sure he loses here. All right, great. So we've got a deck of cards that is harder to palm. Okay. Now, my hands are bigger uh, than Teller's, and I don't think that I would be able to palm these. Okay, okay? gotcha. So we'll use we'll use these. And you know, actually, if he handles them, he could still do... So why don't you just uh, count off ten cards. All right, ten, ten cards? Two hands of poker. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just, just, no, just, no, 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 right on top of each other. Okay, gotcha. One, two, three. Yeah. Uh, four, five, uh, yep. six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, no, right. give, me, give me those. Give me, okay, give gotcha. Because I'm going to get rid of these. So they never, and what we're going to do is all you got to do is win the hand of poker. Great. We'll be fine. Then we got the, the whole deal there. All right. Here we go. Uh, he's going to deal them out here. And uh, actually, I don't feel good about teller dealing. Okay. I don't feel good about that. So why don't you tell... He dealt this one to you and this one to him. Okay. But you tell us which one do you want. Do you want to go over when he dealt you? I'm going to take Teller. Okay, pull that over for okay, you. Okay, Put this over for right. Teller. Now, this next one, you pick either of the two cards you want. We're going to put two cards down. Okay. Pick either one. Which one do you... Which one? This one, this okay, one. Pull that one over. All right, pull great. Over. Now, we'll give you another chance. Pull, pick the one you want for this one. Now, I'll take one this one. Okay. All right. Go, okay. Okay, that'll still work. Now, this one for Teller. These will be the stinky ones. Pick the worst card here. Put it over to Teller. That one's the worst card. Put a Teller smile. All right. Yeah. There you go. Now, we'll give another another bad one for Teller. Another, okay. Now, you're making all the choices. Okay, now, gotcha. So that's a bad one for Teller bad right there. I'll put Teller. it over in Teller's. Right there, there we go. Good. And now, we'll do another good one for you. Okay. Not, another good I'll one take for this you. one as the good, good one. Take it. All right, great. Now, we'll do another bad one for Teller. That's the bad one right there. Okay, put all that right, over there. there. We go. And now, we're going to do something that's never been done. Because okay. you've got to win, Seth. Look at your cards. Okay. You're going to decide what card you want. Okay. You got two cards to choose from here. What do you got here? You got okay. a nine of hearts, king of spades. Right. Which do you want? I'm going to take the nine of hearts. You sure? Yes. You had a choice now on every card that went there. I had a Hit choice. The, okay, okay. All you got to do is win. Okay. And what does that end? What do you end up with there? Uh, I have a very strong hand. I have a. I have a full house. Oh, not nines back with aces. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no way. Yeah. Okay. We'll be able to because Teller doesn't even. Yeah, he doesn't have two of the match. They don't even okay. match. They're, they're, okay. they're all different. It's just a royal flush. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, be, we'll be in Vegas, but probably at the David Copperfield Theater. Yeah, probably. Give it up for Penn and Teller, everybody. Hey, this is Henry from Late Night. I'm here with Penn Gillette backstage after your interview and after the wonderful trick. Well, thank you. It was really interesting. People won't know if Teller's in the room or not. Yeah, he's in the room. Teller's in the room. Yeah. How do you guys create a trick? Also, I'm just going to quickly say, if you're hearing 
kind of a brass section. That is Guster warming up on the other side of this wall. Yeah, I don't know why they need to warm up. It's not like they haven't played the song before. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> um, how do you guys create a trick? What's the first step? Well, you know, uh, the first step is to kind of see if we have a, uh, a premise, something to say we want to do on this trick. You know, we wanted to... Uh, I just thought that the funny idea was to use the... Uh, the term gambling problem and have it for someone winning in the casinos because right. the casinos want you to lose. Oh, by and there's a lot yeah. of ways to um, to do. So we kind of get that idea. And then there are uh, many uh, in this particular trick. It's a uh, it's a couple of lies early on, a couple of manipulations early on. And then mostly it's then a mathematical principle that you're OK to the end. Um, so we went through, I don't know zillions of books that have what's called a 10 card poker deal it's a standard thing that's done and uh, we looked at different things we liked of this person's and that person pulled them together and and uh, figured out how to do it how often do things go wrong during a show well you know and what do you do when something goes wrong teller and i uh because we do stuff that is um uh in many cases ostensibly dangerous mm -hmm. we had done the bullet catch which kills which has killed 15 people We've done uh, all sorts of stuff with very dangerous props. I believe that it's morally wrong to do things that are dangerous on stage. Mm. People who brag about I could actually get hurt, I think that's wrong. Mm. Because not only I don't want to get hurt, but also I'm, uh, I'm uh, making the audience complicit in unnecessary human danger. Mm. And I think that's wrong. So when, as soon as someone says, you know, I might really get hurt during this act, I say I'm not going. So everything has to be safe. So what that does is, because we've done the most dangerous trick that's ever been done, yeah. and do it safely, and know that it's safe, and it did it safely for 25 years, mm -hmm. um, it means we have to be kind of tight asses. Mm -hmm. So we don't have your big funny mistakes, because the wire is high enough, we want to have all our safety nets in mm -hmm. place. That being said, uh, we certainly screwed up everything else. We had one uh, show I remember, um, we were opening with an escape. I was doing a straitjacket escape at um, at the Wiltern in L.A. And a beautiful old building. And they gave us the five-minute call to go on stage. And Teller could not get out of the dressing room. <laughs> Escapo, <laughs> who was going to go out in front of no 3,000 people at escape, could not get out of the dressing room. What and happened? And he was in behind. Uh, it was an old building. And the lock <laughs> kind of went bad. So um, uh, I was hysterical uh, uh, laughing. I yeah, it's amazing. I could not down. I kept saying escape. -o. And there were 3,000 people. Waiting for us to go on and wondering because you know we're never we're never late for a show we don't do Stevie Wonder stuff you know we show up on time and um, he was locked in. so they had to bring a guy in uh, across the suspended ceiling he had to crawl across there with tools lower himself down and get Teller out of the dressing room so he could run on stage and then be tied up and put in a box and escape <laughs> that is incredible so if it's not a trick we can't do it that's what you've learned wow. Um, I want to ask you about, obviously you're a magician now, but you went to a very esteemed clown yes. college. Earlier today, I, I, I said you went to clown school, and I got swiftly corrected. Ringling Brothers Barnum Bear, the greatest show on earth, clown college. And very incidentally, well you're docked in pay if you don't say Ringling Brothers okay. Barnum Bear, the greatest show on earth, every time. So if you're doing, like, where you do local interviews, because uh -huh. we were going there, and someone would go, yeah, when I got with the circus, and they would be taken aside. This is said, not a joke. This is a no, real not thing. a joke. No, it said you say oh Ringley Brothers and Barnum and Bailey greatest show on earth clown college every time. That's why you're you, so good at it. You couldn't use state. you couldn't use a pronoun. You couldn't say <laughs> it. 
You know what I mean? The one sentence afterwards, you know. And these guys are doing like, you know, two minute spots on local TV. And the, every clown they talk to is going, Ringley Brothers, Barnum Bill, the greatest short of clown college. And I was in um, remedial makeup. Remedial makeup. And okay. I'll tell you, uh, if you want to know if someone is a trained clown, uh-huh. and I know you want to know. I'm dying it. Yeah, you want to know. I've you always want, wondered, yeah. and now I have an here's, expert. This is here's thrilling. Here's quality control. Yeah, great. Quality control. When you're doing makeup uh-huh. for a big room, you know, not a birthday party like you're used to playing, but a big room like Madison Square Garden, you want to have your expressions read to the back row. So you want makeup that's very, very visible. So you only put the lip makeup on your bottom lip. Because then when you open your mouth and move your jaw, you can see that expression from the back row of Madison Square Garden. And that's really important. Mm-hmm. Now, amateurs, mm-hmm. or as they're called sometimes unkindly, shriners, <laughs> will put their makeup also on the upper lip. And the professionals call that a busted ass. <laughs> and that becomes uh, metonymy, or maybe it's synecdoche, I don't know which, but, but I think it's metonymy, where um, uh, the term busted ass does not just describe the makeup, but also the person wearing it. <laughs> so if you're going to be a clown, and I know you're aspiring. I okay, am aspiring. I'm yeah. asking you, don't be a busted ass. I Look. Do I, it proper. I'm so glad. Be like someone who went to Ringley Brothers Barn and Bear, the greatest show on earth, Clown College. That's, I, this is a master class. <laughs> it is. I, this was, I'm so lucky to run into you because I would have made a busted ass <laughs> out of myself. <laughs> As we're walking out the door, I'll teach you to fall on your ass. <laughs> we're, all, we're all covered. <laughs> Uh, Penn, thank you so much for being here. Thank it was you. such a delight having you guys. Teller, thank you as well. And people don't know if I'm talking to Teller right <laughs> they now. Don't. Or not. Isn't that wonderful? That's it's great. Exciting, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, fortunately for you, he doesn't take half your paycheck for doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Want more late night with Seth Myers? Be sure to follow the handle at Late Night Seth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. You can also watch full episodes of Late Night at LateNightSeth.com or on the NBC app. And please tell your friends who are fans of Seth Meyers to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the cat in the hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the cat in the hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.